0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Unwanted advice. You start getting it from the minute your baby bump starts to show or before if you've told people. It can hit you in the living room while you're having a nice cup of tea with your auntie or in the supermarket aisle while you're waiting to buy your groceries. It can happen anywhere. So how do we deal with unwanted advice without being rude or angry? Ginny Lindsay is a psychotherapist and counsellor at From 2 to 3 and she has come in to help us out with this one. Hi Ginny, how are you?
1: I'm well, thanks.
0: Now, when I think of unwanted advice, to me, it feels like from family or friends, it's a bit more difficult to deal with than from strangers. Mm -hmm. Like strangers, it might be annoying, but you can just sort of shrug it off and go, whatevs. Yes. A bit harder when it's someone you're close to, isn't it?
1: Well, it is because um, there's a familiarity there that they feel sort of nearly an entitlement to give you that. And I think the biggest thing if we can have sitting on our shoulder and in our ear is to just say they're coming with the best intentions and they mean well. I think the thing is that they really mean well, but at the end of the day, it can be really, really frustrating (laughs) to deal with. And that's really tough because you're going to have your own way, beliefs that might be so different to how and what they're saying. And so it's what do we do at that point when you've got someone you really care and love um, and don't want to hurt, but at the same time you've got your own way of you really want to do it. So often people feel caught in the middle. And is it, you
0: you just mentioned that we should have, you know, in the back of our mind, this is coming from a good place. Is it? Do we also need to try and think this is more about them than us so this is more about the way they were parented or they parent yeah. or they so, their belief
1: systems it's not about us so it's going to be about their journey and their experiences and what's worked for them and i think if you can so there's so what i i feel and i've practiced and i believe has worked um t- is To hold in that the intent is they're coming from a lovely place, loving place. And so if we can then listen and look for the golden gems, because at the end of the day, it's choice. You can take it on or you don't have to take it on. And so if you can put your defenses aside, listen, ask questions and become curious then you might actually hear something that you go, okay, I haven't thought of doing it that way, um, or I totally disagree, I'm going to totally disregard that, because at the end of the day, as I say, you it is your choice. So it is weighing it up that if you actually, because immediately our defences come up, And it's like, well, as soon as the defences come up, you might as well have dropped a brick wall between you and them because you're not going to hear anything. And there's just anger in the room really sitting within us. So I think the best thing is to recognise when your defences come up, it is a wall. So it is being able to become quite open in our listening, become curious, become asking lots of questions. And then at the end of the day, take whatever out of it, if any of it, that you actually want and thank them. Just say, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. I'll I'll think about it. Or you might then, depending on who it is, have a, if you've got a relationship where you can have an open discussion, you might have an open discussion and say, you know, I agree on this and this, but I see differently on this and this. So that can be quite constructive because then they can learn from where you're coming. But at the end of the day, they are coming from their lens, their experiences, which can be so different from yours. And if you totally disagree with the person, you might even just put a boundary up just there and then and go, you know, I really appreciate what you're saying, but I've got my own thoughts or different ways of seeing it. I really respect that you're stepping forward, but, you know, it's given me things to think about.
0: That's a good one. Things to think about. Things to to think about.
1: You don't have to take it on. It's dealing, though, with the emotion that comes up, and Mm. that can be very frustrating when you've got someone who interferes all the time. Now, it's funny that you would say
0: that because um, one of the things I wondered about, this is certainly not my experience, but I have heard that sometimes a comment from a mother-in-law mm. might have added weight to it. So if it's yes. a friend or family member, if it's your family, mm. okay. But if it's coming from your mother-in-law, that can sometimes feel like judgment, can't it?
1: Well, it can. And it's they will often say the same thing five different ways because they believe It's the right way.
0: And it's their grandchild.
1: And it's their grandchild. (laughs) So I think at the end of the day, it's about setting boundaries. So it's holding that intent that they're coming from a loving place. They really believe that what they're saying is right and it's going to be Exactly the medicine and the remedy you need to get the perfect child, which is what they want a perfect <laughs> grandchild. and and so I think at the end of the day it is about boundaries and often it's setting those boundaries early. Um, it's having the discussion first of all about what that brings up for you with your partner. You know, to just say, I'm really struggling every time I go over and see your mum or um, he might say the same thing because it might be her mother. So let's say it's both ways. Um, That can really impact the relationship because of then what that loyalty of that particular child then wants to either defend their parent or align with their parent. And in doing so, they're leaving their partner And she doesn't or doesn't feel understood or heard or acknowledged. So it is actually being able to go sort of like put a bubble around the couple and have all the in-laws and everybody on the outside and say, okay, when you hear this, how does that work for us and how can I support you Um, so if they're going over together just be respectful and kind, but it would be up to the actual um, child of that parent to set the boundary, not the in-law, the son-in-law daughter-in-law or daughter-in-law. It's up to the other one to actually say, you know, mum, you know, this is how we see it. Um, or dad this is how we do it we're willing to do it in our family but if you are in a predicament and you are with the in-law that's where you might say be diplomatic you know I hear you're coming with the best intentions and you know I'll thank take you. it I'll home think of, yeah. <laughs> and we'll have a discussion about how that fits in our family so you don't have to take it on
0: yeah Ah, oh, unwanted tough, advice tough. it is tough Ginny thank you so much for your advice yes Thank you. That's Ginny Lindsay. She's a psychotherapist and counsellor at From Two to Three. There'll be links up on the website later this afternoon. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.